this is Nathan of the Cactus Hugs Podcast. Welcome. This is our first episode. We are reading Proverbs. We're about to do a Bible study. I am here with my guest, Joe Lyons. I met him at Subaki. He's a wonderful man, loves the Lord, and we are going to drop some wisdom for you guys. So we are on Proverbs... <coughs> That's Proverbs 3, verse 11 and 12. Okay. I'm going to get on there. So go ahead, Joe, and start reading that, and we'll go ahead and talk about it. So Proverbs 3, 11 and 12 says, My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father, the son in whom he delights. So, Joe, I see that in your Bible we've got a couple of parts in there that's highlighted. Why have you highlighted that? Well, the parts of my Bible that are highlighted are parts that uh, at different times in my life dealt directly with me, uh, my own issues and what I had to work out in my own life. Uh, This particular one is because I was going to church and it felt like every Sunday I was just getting beat up. There was just more and more wrong and more and more wrong. And it started to really beat up my soul. And I Was this like the beginning of your uh, Christian walk? or It was the beginning of when I got serious. Oh, really? Okay. Because uh, when I was, I was going to church, uh, I went there to, to get my kids strong moral value. I didn't have it, so I couldn't teach them it. Uh, and I wasn't really paying attention in church. I was there to have my kids there. Um, when I got serious, you know, God started to show me things I needed to fix. I, th- I feel like today um, uh, a lot of people try to go to church to see if the church can teach their kids moral values. But I- I've always noticed that those kids don't really do that well. But I have noticed the kids that actually do well are the, the parents that realize, no, I have to learn moral values too. I can't, I can't just depend on the church alone because they're only in the church for a couple of hours. But they're at, at home with me, you know, and they're looking at me. I mean, that's what I see. And you're, you're exactly right. I mean, my kids were, they were learning about the book, yeah. you know what I mean, and what the book said, but it they weren't seeing me apply it in my life and uh, they weren't applying it in their life. Uh, so when I started to get beat up after I'd gotten serious with, with God and, and told him, here I am, you know, you take me and do what you will. And, um, I was going to church. I was getting beat up a lot and I was having some trouble with it. And I didn't want to go back to church. It just seemed, uh, it just seemed whipping. Yeah, it was, you know, I mean, how will I ever be able to climb this this mountain? Right. I mean, you you just feel like there's so much wrong, and why, you know, do you want to go in there and get beat down the whole time? So. I mean, that. I mean, I I have actually felt that weight uh, a lot in my life, you know, and you know, it's it's that little voice that's in your head, like, man, it was so much easier, you know living that life of, of sin and it was a lot more fun. Remember your friends? They're, they're at the bar right now drinking and partying and hollering and, and you know, but um, and you really got to desire it, man. 
you got to desire it. Yeah. If you, because if you don't desire it, it's not going to happen. Yeah, if you don't have a fire for it, then um, you're not going to apply it. And if you don't apply it, then, you know, you're not going to see the major changes in your life that God wants to make. So when I found this proverb, uh, I was going through all that turmoil. And uh, when it said, you know, fear, and don't despise the correction of the Lord. You know, when you're in church and the, and the pastor's talking to you, it's not like pastor's sitting outside your house with some binoculars looking in your window watching your life, you know. So, I saw that, Joe. Right. So, I saw that, and he's just writing in a little notebook. So he's like, Wait till Sunday. Like, Come Sunday, we're just gonna beat we're gonna beat Joe up. It's all it's all about whooping Joe, is because I God. Could, I could see you walking in, and just the pastor's just like handshaking and saying good morning to everyone. He's like, oh. Oh, hey, Joe. Here, let me go in my office. He comes back out and he just whips out a giant list. Hey, remember Wednesday at 3.30 p.m.? And that's, that's, exactly how, <laughs> that's exactly how I felt, though, for real. Oh, um, really? It really? Actually, I felt that a couple of times, too, because I know it's not for them, but they're saying this message. And it's like, wait a minute, I did that sin. Like, at this, dude, pastor, where were you? Right. I, and it, it really felt like he was just... Uh, Singling me out, um, and when I found uh, this, it was, it was actually the Lord singling you out. Right, folks don't understand that when a you. right when a pastor's up there preaching, he's not, he didn't see what you were doing, but God sees all, and and if he's in tune with God, then the message that is given is gonna there's gonna be a piece of that message that's for you, if not the whole message. And when I first started to go to church, it felt like every message was for me, you know, and uh, it, it was really starting to get hard to try to turn life around, you know. Isn't there a part of scripture that says something about, you know, uh, I think it was in Revelations where he, this, this man, he, he like ate a book or something and he said it was sweet to my lips, but it, it, it was like, um, it was, it made him sick in his stomach. It was like a reference to the Bible. I mean, it's sweet. You know, you know it's true, and it is the truth. But then, it actually, it, you realize, oh my gosh, my life is nothing like this book. And it actually makes you sick. It, it is daunting. I mean, it's it's beautiful words. I mean, it's it's from God. But man, it cuts at you like a knife. Yeah. Right to your soul. It's not, you know... You know, it that's, makes you think when it, it when it hits home. And that's that's what was happening is yeah. that um, you've never took self inventory mm -hmm. before you start going to church, and when church starts to shed light on your soul, then you take a, a self inventory and you see how dirty and gross your soul really was, mm -hmm. and um, you find out that this man went and died on a cross for you, shed his blood for you, and washed you in that blood and now you have to turn yourself away from sin and, and walk straight but that's a hard thing to do when you've been walking in sin for so long yeah. and uh, I lost a lot of friends uh well I lost a lot of I lost a lot of people uh when I started to go to church and get serious so it was really just kind of me uh and my wife at the time and later on more people came but uh it was just kind of me and my wife trying to muddle through things we didn't really fully understand so when I found this, and it told me, you know, not to despise the correction of the Lord, and there's another part in the Bible that tells you to keep yourself upon the potter's wheel. 
What this actually means is that if you accept the correction of the Lord, correct the things that the Lord's beating you up about, then you'll walk straighter, be cleaner. And what the potter's wheel is, is when they make a pot and they smooth out the impurities in air pockets so that when it's fired or tested, it doesn't crack, right? So you need to know this word and you need to know God's correction for your life so that when the wicked one comes at you, you won't crack under pressure. And when I started to realize that, when it started to dawn on me uh, that this is really what I needed to do, uh, I stopped, highlighted this section of my Bible so that any time that I open this book, it will remind me of that lesson that I learned. And I think that people now are so fearful of correction or change because they have lived in a world that is so... Yes. You're a good person. It's so steep. You don't do this. Look at all these other people. Look at these serial killers on the news. Look at these these suicide bombers on the news. And look at all these people that are harming others. You're not like them. You're a good person. Yeah, you know. And 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 that, 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 that makes a person justify themselves. And they don't realize that lying is a sin. That, yeah. that dishonoring your mother father is a sin and so they have this whole world yeah i saw you looking at your your daughter there a little bit no but they they don't realize that this whole world is lying to them and the only thing that'll tell them the truth is the bible it will it's the only thing that will literally put the true perspective where you actually stand with god you know, and that's scary. It is. That's, it is. That, that's that is scary. And and a lot of people, when when that happens, even just a little bit, they flee. They well, run. Folks don't like to do the hard thing. Yeah. Um, and the reason that they run is because yeah. nobody wants to hit their thumb with a hammer. You can go to church and you start looking at where you're at in the world and where you're supposed to be in Christ. Uh, that doesn't mean I want to do it, but oh, oh, okay. uh, so when you're just, you you're just bad at aiming, huh? Sometimes <laughs> uh, it it comes down to when you go to church. That's you're you're going to church and you're getting bruised up for the stuff that you're doing wrong in the eyes of God. And uh, the Bible will tell you to to walk righteously in the sight of God. You can't walk in righteousness mm-hmm. if you're still dabbling in. The world, the, the Bible says that uh, be hot or cold, do not be lukewarm or I'll spew you out of my mouth. Yeah. So uh, you start to figure out where you're at and what you got to do. And if you don't take the correction of the Lord the way that he meant you to take it, then you will work, you'll run away from church. And a lot of people like a, uh, a we understand church. I don't. I don't like a we understand church. I don't like a God understands church. Uh, I like a church that'll beat me up because I know what I gotta fix, and yeah, it's it's a hard road at first. And well, you, your church is actually making strong Christians. Absolutely, Christians. Absolutely, and and what's really what's real is that Satan wants fat little baby Christians. Yeah. That's what he wants. He never wants you to get to the meat. He wants you to to stay on the milk. Now that's for, enough. That's enough. You don't need to read anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. That's it. You now, know. That's what, I'm, 
and you, you, you've studied enough for tonight. You don't have to listen to, to those preachers on, on YouTube at work. You don't have to do none of that. Yeah, and you know, that's something else. You don't the word tonight? My son and I used to, uh, we used to play for hours. Oh, yeah? Like hours. We would, sometimes we'd kill a whole weekend just playing video games, you know. And, uh, were you good? Yeah. Yeah, we were pretty good. As a team, we were good. Uh, but actually that's that that was my problem too i played video games and video games and video games and um you know and i would i would work eight ten hours and come home and spend another six hours and my kids already in bed and mateo was was already here and nara wasn't here yet and um one winter i said you know what i'm going to uh give my xbox to someone wasn't a good idea because it worked for like eight months but then I got my Xbox back and man I, I wish I could remember but uh, there was there was a verse I'm not like you Joe I'm still I'm still learning I can't quote the, the scriptures word for word yet I'm still learning believe uh, you and me well, well it's it's quite impressive that type of feat you know but there was a verse talking about uh, you you cast out a demon, um, and, but if, if you, is what you talk, and then like five more demons. You're talking about something like that. You're talking about like the. In, I think it was like in Matthew. Yeah, you're talking like about that. the verse where it says, uh, "A man cleaned his house of one demon, but didn't keep his house clean, and seven other demons came." Yeah. So that demon left for a little while. And he left and got a bunch of his friends, and he came back, and you were. And there's another verse in the Bible that says that if you teach wrongly yeah. or, or you teach a different gospel, that you'll yeah. make them twice the son of hell. Yeah. You know, because uh, once once you get it and walk away from it, you know, and then he brings him and his friends, or you never get back to it again. Yeah, but my, 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 Like when I read that, that was God telling me, Nathan, you, you know, you're, you're trying to do it yourself why don't you try to do it for me yeah, that's the other thing is that and i was like that that blew me away and i knew what it was i knew it the whole time i knew what it was the whole time but before i gave it to my friend you know i knew i had to throw that thing away and you know i i just had to get rid of it I, and i i threw it in the trash can and i just i that's that's it, and it's been a complete year now of um, no video games, man. I um I still have mine. Yeah. Um, and I started to do a nightly Bible study uh, with one of the youths at church, and we we do it on the phone, uh, but. My son would sit in there and he'd be playing video games or watching TV while I was sitting at the table with the Bible open, running through, you know, scripture with this other individual. Yeah. And now uh, it took him a little bit, but now he sits at the table with us and he runs through those same scriptures and he's starting to, to write things down in the tablet about how he would witness it to someone else, you know. And what he doesn't realize is happening is that you're studying to witness to someone else and not realizing that God right now is witnessing to you, mm. you know, and he's starting to learn where he's wrong in life and where he needs to be in life. And he's only 15. Yeah. 
and that's amazing. Wow. If if I was where not even like 30, 40, 50 year olds even get to that stage, and he's he's fifteen. He's fifteen, and if I was where now he is right be, now. Now to be fair, he was playing with those blocks downstairs just, now. <laughs> but he's got the right mindset. And if if I was where he is right now, yeah. Uh, by the time I hit thirty nine. I would be light years ahead of where I'm at. Um, and the youth that I study with, um, she's only 16. And I've never met anyone with a desire or fire to absorb and learn as much as she can and to ask questions. And uh, she she still has kind of the problem with the correction part because um, she doesn't like to be wrong, which isn't a bad thing. If if you if you do it right, not a bad thing. Uh, hey, it's written a prudent a prudent wife is of the Lord. So. My uh, my wife's still she's still learning, uh, but at sixteen, uh, this individual has been uh, accused of being too obsessed with God, too addicted to Jesus. Yeah, what what is up with that? I don't know how you can be too obsessed with God or too addicted to Jesus. And if you're 16, 15 years old, and this is the thing that you're addicted to, I praise God. You know what we got to do? we got to get our shirt saying, too addicted to Jesus. Yeah, man. That would be, gotta, gotta that'd be great. we got to use uh, that, man. But, you know, you know, mind your business. you got to mind your business. If, if a person is too addicted to Scripture or Jesus or God, Mind your own business. Well, not just that, but that person yeah. is never going to do you wrong. You know, when when I was, oh yeah, absolutely. But when I was a little boy, um, I I um, I was adopted. But before I was adopted, I was sick, so I I was I I was very conscious. I you know I remember and and all that. And I, I remember being told about God. I didn't really know who, I didn't really fully understand it but I, all I knew was that God made me he loved me and I could talk to him anytime back then I didn't have anybody I didn't have um, uh, you know a father or a mother now to be fair my She was 14 when she had me. She was young. She was a kid. She and and she was working hard, and I was, you know, she, and and then you know, you know, um, it, it was just her. So she she was she was out of the house. She was she was working really hard, and she didn't give me up and my sister up for adoption lightly. She didn't. But I was alone, and all I had really, was this idea of the one that made me, loved me, and wanted to listen to me. That's all I had. And if someone told me you're too obsessed, I would tell them, well, you, you know, you can jump off a cliff, huh? Well, That's would, none of your business. I would, <laughs> I would tell them to jump off a cliff, but... Uh, not, That's water. I, I'd lead them to a cliff with water at the end, but... A little. I mean, if I can find one. That uh, a little bit of backstory. That was that was, 
I was in a house with one mother and four other siblings, and at times just by myself. Uh, the church that I'm at right now was actually a church that we went to when I was young, young. Yeah. So I knew what the Holy Spirit felt like. I knew what the power of God felt like. And uh, I, I've seen church and healing happen. And then uh, my mom, she told us some things that were untrue, and we were young, so we just believed her and walked away from the church. And uh, my wife and I went to seven different churches, and we didn't like any of them. And then I told her, we're going to go to this one church, this last one. And uh, she said, if we're going to go to this last one, it's it. We don't like it, we're done. I said, deal, you know, so... I took her to the one church I didn't want to be in. So I, I we walked in there and uh, I had a shirt on and said, "I'm right, you're wrong. Any questions?" Yeah, that and, sounds uh, like a good. That sounds like a good shirt for yeah. you, Joe. So I, uh, nobody said a word. They didn't care. Uh, we walked out of there. My my wife was like, "Man, I really like that church," and I was like, "Well, now I got to try harder not to be in that church." But I, I didn't want to be there in the first place. So I got a lot of tattoos and and. All of them was was before Christ, and uh, I was like, all right, this will work. So I put a wife beater on, and all my tattoos are showing, and uh, Brother Rich, man, I'll never in my life forget it. He was standing at the door. I walked in there, and he reached out, and he hugged me, and I was like, whoa, whoa. Hey, man, you could have smudged the tattoos. And he said, yeah. uh, he said, you don't like hugs? I was like, I don't even know you, <laughs> you know, and, and they still did not care. So uh, we ended up in that church, and I, I understand now. Uh, why I was pushing so hard not to be there. Because the uh, the wicked one didn't want me strong. He didn't want me to realize my purpose in God. And he was trying to keep me out of the one place where I can learn that. So uh went in there, and, you know, seven years later, here we are. But uh went through a lot of bad things in life uh, with my mom. And there's uh, some physical abuse. There's a, there's a lot of bad stuff. And... uh Never once did I hit my knees and start praying to God, you know, uh, because it wasn't that that way at home. What we saw was my mom's second husband was one man on Sunday and a different man every other day. Oh, really? Yeah. So Sunday, it's the it's the polished up, clean shaven, love Jesus, you know, and then that can can really be a detriment to a developing kid's Christianity in, in itself. Yeah, well, you know, they look at that. And kids look up, even if that person is beating them. They will look up to that person. And that's and, the thing. You know, and, and they'll say, oh, this guy's a hypocrite. My mom had five kids. Yeah. Uh, one of those kids is in church and working hard for the Lord. And it's because they saw you know, what they think a Christian is. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're starting to come around to, to who I am. And a, a hypocrite's not the thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yeah, I, I could understand, you know, you know, why they would think that. But because it takes a while. Because you've lived all this, this life without Jesus Christ. And now Jesus knows, God knows that you've actually flipped. You've, you've, you've turned. Absolutely. Lead. Because he can see your soul, he can see your spirit. He knows what's but, in your heart, absolutely. But people can't see your soul or your spirit; they can only see your deeds, you know. And I mean, that's that's what people that's 
all they can go by is your deeds and you know that must be really hard i mean every person that just you know um became a christian now they got this big mess to come and it can take years yeah well it, it took years it took me seven years to just get here and i feel like that i'm uh i'm probably about knee deep if uh if you're engaging by water level, you know, I, I figure I'm about knee deep and I'm trying to get completely submerged. That's where I'm trying to go. But um, what really gut punched me was the very first sermon that I ever preached. My, my big brother came, my two big sisters came, you know, my best friend who at the time was an atheist, he came, you know, and uh, I, was, I was excited, you know, because they were there. That was awesome. And I got up there and I started preaching and I got through the sermon and, and it was awesome. It was a good message. And uh, all of them. So we just wanted to see if you had the chops. Ooh. You know, and I, and I don't, Joe don't have the chops. You know, Jesus has the chops. And yeah, when, when you're up there on that stage preaching, man, you're, you're not Joe anymore. You, you, I, I saw it. You actually have fire coming out of your mouth. Um, I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you, you, I mean, and, and, you, you know, get chops from, from God. I, I can tell. The thing that gut punched me was that next Sunday came, they weren't there. Next Sunday came, they weren't there, you know. Oh, so they just wanted to. They just seriously wanted to see if I had the chops and that's it, you know, and, um, oh, they, man. they went through so much more than they had to. If they would have just applied it and accepted the correction of the Lord, uh, where they could be right now is is light years to where they are. And what would be like? What was more like hurtful to you? Like was it was it that you you preached a message and they they didn't even hear it, or was it that you know they that um, you know they they just wanted to see you fail? Oh, I would have been fine if uh, I preached the message and uh, they didn't hear it. I would have been fine if I even got up there and failed. Because even, even if I failed, there was a success in that message somewhere. Um, and I know God would have brought that out somewhere. Uh, but it's the fact that you think I'm just playing with God. And um, I've gotten so many blessings and and been prospered by God in so many different ways and I wanted to share that with them I wanted them to know that all the pain and hurt we don't have to take that where they're at now is still a a beat down life, you know? Yeah. God rose me above that. Yeah. I let all that go. I don't carry that burden. I don't need to. And neither do they. And all I really wanted was to get them in there, get them saved, and, and have them apply this to their life. Become something greater than your past because it's no longer yours. So the thing that crushed me was that you just 
never came back. You came in that one time. And and your your life's not gonna change. I can I, I can feel that because um, like I said, they they can't see your soul like God can to see that you really changed. You're you're changed inside, but you know, they see this man who's who still got his tattoos and and you know, still has those memories of you and and that they can only see your deeds. Yeah, they and, um, I've got my grandfather and my father. They, um, I love them to death, and I and I know what happens if you die in your sins. If you don't believe in Jesus Christ, and you know they see my sins. They they have seen my sins, and they still see my sins. They see that I still commit the same sins. And um, you know, you know, my my anger and my tongue, not being able to control my tongue. You know, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know. And my grandfather doesn't have. Um, he's get, he's getting he's getting older. He's getting up there. And I've told them the word. I've I've told them, hey man, I have to believe in Jesus Christ. I've gotten to points where I have made them surprised. And I've even had my dad say, I've never heard this side of Christianity before. And I ask him every time, have you given any more thought about what we talked about? He said, I, I don't have time. You know, and it's hard because you're speaking the truth to them. And that truth is hitting them. They know it's it's true they, because they're even you know they're making comments like Jesus actually said that, or that's what sin really is. I've I've made them realize what what the truth is, but the truth is coming from me, and they see me, and they see this 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 sinner. My mother. It's hard, you know. How do I get past that? Oh, I'm glad you asked, because uh, my mom, she came to hear me preach one time, and um, she stopped pastor at the end of the sermon, and I was just going to let her talk to pastor, because, you know, what's, what's between you and pastor is between you and pastor, you know, that's not my business. Yeah. Uh, and pastor called me back, because the question she had asked was, how am I supposed to listen to him knowing he's my son? And pastor said, because... The only reason you have a problem is because you keep seeing your son. You don't see the mighty man of God that he's become. And when he got born again, he was made brand new. That's a new man. And everything that was in his past, you got to stop looking at that. And even now, my mom has a problem. And I, I, I struggled with that. Cause I, I, and I know that you don't have to church the Word of God. The Word of God is powerful all on its own. It's true all on its own. You don't have to change it. Yep. Uh, and I didn't understand how, even today, my mom isn't really getting a hold of, of the things that I've preached to her. I've gone down there and preached to her whole complex. Uh, matter of fact, I went down there one time and, and was supposed to be down there for maybe 30 minutes. I ended up being there four hours, you know, just yeah, preaching. That's how, that's how it goes. But um, I found a, a, a part in John 
where Jesus says that a prophet won't be accepted in his hometown. And what that means is that the people closest to you, those are the hardest to reach. And didn't even, when they were talking, when they heard that Jesus was the Messiah, like people were like the carpenter's son? Right, they were like... The guy that plays soccer with my boy in Little League? Right, they're like... Uh, that? They, the guy? They said, you mean, you mean Joseph's son? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? You know what I mean? And uh, I was... And it, 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 it struck home with me because there's some folks that are just going to see you until the scales fall off their eyes, you know. And, and um, God has, has softened my heart. I've, I've gotten more compassionate about things that I could have walked away from, uh, you know, with, with not any second thought. There's things that anger was a big thing for me. Uh, my mouth was a big thing for me. I, I used the F word like a comma, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but well, when I when well, you heard me on Subaki. I've still I've got a lot of cleaning up to do. When I read this, yeah. it 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 made me really accept the revelation God was giving me about who I was and that self reflection about uh, what I need to be. And the reason that I wear a suit to work is that I read about what baptism is. So baptism is an outward showing of an inward change. Uh, and I was sitting down praying to God one day, you know, and he was like, if I'm cleaning up the inside, how about you clean up the outside? So I went and, uh, I got, got my first suit and, uh, I put it, I felt amazing. And I never wore a suit ever except unless somebody was getting married, you know, I got my first suit and, uh. I felt amazing, and now I got like three of them, but you don't have to come to God like that. That's a revelation between you and God, and it was a, an outward showing of what he did and, and how much correction uh, I had really listened to and how much I applied and how much I stopped looking at those sermons beating me up and started looking at those sermons being a manual for where my change needs to happen, and the reason that People say, I can believe in God and not go to church. I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a couple reasons. The first one being that Jesus Christ went to church. That's why he went to the temple, and that's why he preached in the synagogues. But beyond that, you and God can sit down and go through this Bible, and that's fine. But if you don't, it says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves. The reason that it says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves, is because when minds come together and they start dis discussing things, and they start digging into the Bible, there may be things that even uh, me, as seasoned as I am, miss that Nathan got. And if there's things that Nathan got that I didn't get and I can grow or learn from that moment, you know, you don't need to be so arrogant that you don't think that somebody lower than you can teach you because if you ever get to that point, you need to do some serious soul searching with God. You know, I've, I've had messages come from uh, alcoholics, drug addicted folks that have taught me things, you know, and I'm not saying that's where you go look for your message. I'm just saying that you don't look the message in the mouth and you should come together with your Christian brethren and discuss the Bible. You know, and if you don't, I feel like there's some correction that you need to really dig off and find for yourself. So I think we're going to wrap this up. Uh, we did a great message. Um, about change and um, 
I want to challenge everyone that's listening right now to pray to God saying, whatever it takes, change me. And think about that before you pray it. That's a strong prayer. Joe, thanks for having uh, coming on to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Nate.